Hello everyone, welcome to the Dollars and Cents podcast, this is your Simar Mo. and in this podcast I will talk about one of the other legends of investing and his name is Ray Dalio. So let me, I mean he's basically, before I go and read his short biography, I'm going to go through Google and search his biography on Wikipedia and read it out. But before I go and read it out, let me just give a short introduction who Ray Dalio is. Ray Dalio is one of the legends of investing. He is a, an ads fund manager. He's a money manager. And his company's name is Bridgewater, which is the largest hedge fund in the history of the world. Okay, so his hedge fund um, is by far the largest the assets under management is 160 billion US dollars. Most large hedge funds have assets of 15 billion US dollars. Ray's company is 160 billion. There's, I don't know, four or five times, ten times, almost ten times larger than, um, more than ten times larger than some of the world's largest hedge funds and hedge fund is a a fund where or a pool of money where they have like you have very sophisticated investors invest in those entities okay so you have investors such as pension funds you have pension funds you have universities you have endowment you have universities you have central banks you have banks so you have countries so very very sophisticated investors invest in funds like hedge funds Ray has the largest and he built it from scratch in his two-bedroom apartment which is very very inspiring he has written a book called principle and if you search on YouTube you will see one of his most famous viral videos 30 minutes video on Ray on the economy in which Ray explains how the economy works Ray basically believes that everything occurs in cycles so the economy has cycles just like the business cycle you have um, the debt cycles the long-term and short-term debt cycles which creates bubbles which creates financial crisis it's very interesting how Ray puts it is the way he explains any kid can understand and Ray is is basically known as the Steve Jobs of investing or the Leonardo da Vinci of investing he is probably one of the smartest guys I have ever known I've talked about Warren Buffett Warren Buffett basically is a value investor Ray trades he started as a trader he started investing you know just like Warren Buffett when he was a young boy he was caring for some um, people who play golf some wealthy people and back in the 60s stock market was hot just how Ray described it and um, yeah he decided to save some money and put it in the stock market and you know he bought a company for less than five dollars so he figured out that if he bought 
you know, if the share price was less than $5, he could buy more shares. He saved up, I think, $300, and he tripled his money because the company was going to go bankrupt and another company acquired it. So it very dully actually tripled his money. So that was his start in investing. And, you know, after graduating from community college, he was accepted into Harvard. And after that, he came out, started working on Wall Street. And after Wall Street, he started, you know, his company called Bridgewater. He was like bridging the waters between countries. So he started trading in commodities. He became an expert in commodities. And in the 1980s, he made a prediction that, you know, banks were lending money to, American banks were lending money to um, third world country banks in South America and Ray calculated that they wouldn't be able to pay back the debt. He was right. And then later he predicted that he was right. And later he said that there was going to be a financial crisis. And he came on, you know, the Wall Street, the Wall Street show and all these other media sources claiming that there was going to be a financial crisis. And then there wasn't a financial crisis, so he was very publicly wrong. He lost a lot of money. He became so broke that he had to borrow $4,000 from his dad. And, but he learned. If you, if you look at the one of most, if you read his book, The Principles, Ray believes in the power of making mistakes. He believes that you find principles, you find these gems, these jewels, these, these lessons from failure, from pain. So you, you, learning how to embrace pain and learning how to reflect upon that pain, not just to run away from it and extract the very precious jewels and you know the lessons from it. And then that's how, basically that's how he trades. He, he, he came up with some very innovative financial products, the All Weather Fund, the 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 holy grail of investing one of his videos on youtube check it out the holy grail of investing his alpha fund which makes you know a, a ton of money for his clients basically he calls it the holy grail of investing so ray dalio um yeah so he he created those two those two funds and made a ton of money so he created a lot of innovative products from you know that's the reason why they call him the steve jobs of investing and he's from steve jobs he's in steve jobs era he's like he was also you know in the 60s he was a young guy just like steve jobs when steve jobs started apple he started bridgewater in 1976 steve jobs started apple in 1975 1979 not nine 1975 yeah so basically, Bridgewater and Apple started around the same time. From then on, after that failure, you learned that um, things occur in cycles. So you had to study this, you know, you had to go back through history and study all the crashes and is he studied all the cycles of how this big debt crisis occur. He has a lot of um, published articles online that you can find. I will also go over some of his, his work on how the big debt cycles 
work out and how the economic works, economic machine works in in future episodes. But it's basically a, a rundown, a preview of um, who Ray Dalio is and his accomplishments, and you know, the, you know, presidents of China and these really big com- countries. They they call him up and ask him for advice. Um, He's also really bullish on China. He believes in China a lot, and he's also one of the guys that has helped um, put China together. The financial, ch- the financial um, markets in China. He contributed a lot to China. He's been in China since the 1980s, and he's a big, you know, he's, he's invested in China, and he's, he's very bullish on on China and China's economy. And I'm also, I also think, you know, I, I, I studied in China for four years. I lived in Beijing, and I think that China is, is, is a booming economy. And the, the debt is controlled, even though they have, a, they have a lot of debt, the debt is controlled. And I believe it is, you know, if you're looking for a place to invest apart from the United States, China would be a great place to invest. I know a lot of people won't agree with me on this. But if you're investing in companies that you believe will do well, uh, China is a great place to invest in right now because, you know, China is hot. And not just it's hot, but, you know, you have to know, like I said in previous episodes, in order for you to invest, you have to do your due diligence. Um, that's about it. Um, I'll just go over his Wikipedia profile. If, you know, just so some of you might know Ray Dalio. So Ray Dalio. So, so going to his profile. So Raymond Thomas Dalio, born August 8, 1949, is an American billionaire investor and hedge fund manager who has served as co-chief investment officer of the world's largest hedge fund. Bridgewater Associates since 1985. He founded Bridgewater in 1975 in New York. Within 10 years, it was infused with a $5 million investment from the World's Bank Retirement Fund. Dalio is regarded as one of the greatest innovators in, fi- in the finance world, having popularized many commonly used practices such as risk parity, currency overlay, portable alpha, and global inflation index bond management. Dalio was born in New York City and attended CW Post College of Long Island University before receiving an MBA from Harvard Business School in 1973. Two years later, in his apartment, Dalio launched Bridgewater. In 2013, it was listed as the largest hedge fund in the world. In 2020, Bloomberg ranked him the world's 79th wealthiest person. Dalio is the author of the 2017 book, Principal Life and Work about corporate management and investment philosophy. It was featured on the New York Times bestseller list where it was called a gospel of radical transparency. Dalio was born in the Jackson Heights neighborhood of New York City's Queensboro. When he was eight, the family moved from Jackson Heights to Manhasset in Nassau County, New York. He is the son of a jazz musician, Marino Dalio, who played the clarinet and saxophone at Manhattan jazz clubs such as the Copa Cabana and, and a homemaker. As a child, Dalio had various odd jobs including mowing lawns, shoveling snow and a paper route. 
is of Italian descent. At age 12, he started caddying at the Lynx Golf Club, which was walking which was walking distance from his childhood home. He caddied for many Wall Street professionals during his time there, including Wall Street veteran George Lieb. Lieb and his wife Isabel invited Dalio to their Park Avenue apartment for family dinners and holiday gatherings. The couple's son, a Wall Street trader, later gave Dalio a summer job at his trading firm. He began investing at age 12 when he bought shares of Northeast Airlines for $300 and tripled his investment after the airline merged with another company. By the time he reached high school, he had built up an investment portfolio of several thousand dollars. He received a bachelor's degree in finance from Long Island University and an MBA from Harvard Business School in 1973. In his high school years, Dalio was an average student. He found school repetitive and monotonous and saw no practical applications for the skills he was learning. Because of this, he had trouble finding a college to enroll in. He finally applied and got into CW Post College, a campus of Long Island University. He continued to buy and sell stocks in college but became attracted to something new, Commodity Futures. Commodity Futures had low borrowing requirements at the time and Dalio knew he could profit more handsomely than with simple stocks. At the same time, he was beginning to enjoy school with more freedom given to him. He took up trans transcendental meditation, which he still practices to this day. With his newfound strategy to manage stress and focus, along with his blossoming appetite for learning, Dalio excelled academically at the end of his time at the CW Post College. He was admitted to Harvard Business School. After graduating from Harvard, Dalio married and started a family. He moved to Wilton, Connecticut, where he lived and traded out of a converted barn. Dalio then worked on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange and traded commodity futures. He later worked as the director of commodities at Dominic and Dominic LLC. In 1974, he became a futures trader and broker at Susan's Hayden Stone, a security firm run by Sandy Whale, who later became famous for building up Citigroup at the firm. Dalio's job was to advise cattle ranchers, grain producers, and other farmers on how to hedge risk, primarily with futures. But he was largely dissatisfied with Shishan Hayden Stone's hierarchical structure, which reminded him of primary education. He longed for the more freedom-based lifestyle of college. At one time, he paid a stripper to drop her clothes in front of a crowd at the annual convention of the California Food and Grains Growers Association. <laughs> His creative ways of blowing off steam continued and exploded on New Year's Eve in 1974 after he went out drinking with some colleagues, including his boss. After a disagreement with his superior, a drunk Dalio punched him in the face. Soon afterward, he was let go from his job at Susan Hayden Stone. Despite, if, despite his aggressive behavior, numerous clients at Susan Hayden Stone retained their trust in Dalio and continued to allow him to manage their money. With this capital, he was able to scrape together the beginnings of his asset management fund. In 1975, he founded Bridgewater Associate out of his two-bedroom New York City apartment. Bridgewater started out as a wealthy advisory firm and did so for numerous corporate clients, mostly from Dalio's job at Susan Hayden Stone. The main areas in which Dalio advised were currencies and interest rates. The company began publishing page subscription research report, daily observation in which it analyzed global market trends. Dallas' big break came when McDonald's signed in as a client of his firm. 
Bridgewater then began to grow rapidly. The firm signed on larger clients, including pension funds for the World Bank and Eastman Kodak. In 1981, the firm opened an office in Westport, Connecticut, which was where Gray and his wife wanted to start a family. Dahlia started to become well-known outside of Wall Street after turning a profit for the 1987 stock market crash. The next year, he appeared on an Oprah Winfrey show episode titled Do Foreigners Own America? In 1991, he launched Bridgewater's flagship strategy, Pure Alpha, a reference to a Greek letter that in Wall Street terminology represents the surcharge of money manager can earn above a particular market benchmark such as Nasdaq. In 1996, Dalio launched all a fund that pioneered a steady, low-risk strategy that later became, a, became known as Risk Parity. Bridgewater Associates became the world's largest hedge fund in 2005. From 1991 to 2005, it lost money in only three calendar years and never more than 4%. During the same period, the S&P 500 also had three down years including a negative return of 22.1% in 2002. The fund grew in size by using the standard edge fund model, which takes a 2% management fees of assets and 20% of yearly profits accrued from using an investment system. By 2005, Dalio was managing money for extremely large entities, including the 196 billion California public retirement system, the $27 billion Pennsylvania state employees retirement system, Melbourne-based National Australia Bank Ltd. and the LTD and the Pension Fund of Hartford, Connecticut-based United Technology Corp. In 2007, Bridgewater suggested there might be a global financial crisis. And in 2008, Dalio published How the Economic Machine Works, a template for understanding what is happening now and an essay assessing the potential of various economies by various criteria. The firm's total assets under management increased to 50 billion in 2007, up from 33 billion seven years earlier. According to a 2007 article in Barron's magazine, Numbori was better prepared for a global market crash than Bridgewater's clients and subscribers to its daily observation. The company began sounding alarms in the spring of 2007 and about the dangers of excessive financial leverage. Researchers at the firm examined the public records of most of the world's largest financial entities and discovered that estimated future liabilities related to the debt debt totaled $839 billion. When Dalio met with U.S. Treasury Department staff and other White House economic advisors in December, these findings were disclosed but were largely ignored. Due to this research, Bridgewater's Pure Alpha Fund avoided much of the 2018 stock market implosion for its investors. In 2008, a disastrous year for many Bridgewater's rivals, the firm's flagship Pure Alpha Fund rose in value by 9.5% after accounting for fees. Buy. Dalio did this by anticipating that the Federal Reserve would be forced to print a lot of money to revive the company economy. He went long on treasury bonds, shorted the dollar, and bought gold and other commodities. During his 2008 presidential campaign, John McCain paid a visit to the firm and spoke to staff. The next year was not as bright in 2009 when economic growth was higher than expected, and the Dow Jones industrial leverage increased by 19%. The company's pure alpha fund reportedly and just 2 to 3 4 4%. In 2011, Dalio self published the 123 page volume principles that outlines his philosophy of investment and corporate management. By that same year, Dalio was managing money for the Pennsylvania Public School. Employees Retirement System, Kodak, General Motors, and the Government Investment Corporation of Singapore. 
In 2012, he appeared on the annual Time 100 list of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2011 and 2012. Bloomberg Markets listed him as one of the 50 most influential people. Under Dalio's leadership, Bridgewater's Pure Alpha 2 had just three losing years in its history. With an average return of 10.4%, a stake in Bridgewater's Associates' immediate holdings. LP was purchased by the Teacher Retirement Systems of Texas for $250 million in February 2012. This stake was non-voting and thus provided a pension fund with very little control of corporate governance. Institutional investors Alpha ranked Dalio number two on its 2012 rich list. Dalio has controlled Bridgewater Associates alongside investment officers Bob Prince and Greg Johnson since its inception. That's fund recently announced plans to reorganize as a partnership. Dalio said the reason for this was to continue sustainability and profit sharing of the company. Dalio was a co Dalio was co-CEO of Bridgewater for 10 months before announcing in March 2017 that he would step down as part of a company-wide shakeup by April 15. Okay. Dalio deploys multiple strategies with Bridgewater Associates. Dalio deploys capital to each of these strategies in proportion that he sees fit. According to Dalio, Bridgewater Associates is a global macro firm, investing around economic trends such as changes in exchange rates, inflation and GDP growth. The New Yorker called Dalio a big picture thinker connected to a street smart trader. Dalio divides his holdings into two different areas, better investments and Alpha investments. Better investment produce returns through passive management and normal market risk. Alpha investments are actively managed and aim to generate better returns than better investments. Alpha investments are not related to the general market. Dalio uses quantitative investment methods to identify new investments while avoiding unrealistic historical models. Dalio's goal is to structure portfolios with uncorrelated investment returns based on risk allocations rather than asset allocations. Dalio's Heads Fund mostly accepts money from institutional clients such as pension funds, foundations, endowments, and central banks. Private investors can rarely invest in Dalio's holdings. While Dalio has agreed that capitalism is generally the best economic system, he has argued that it needs to be reformed due to it not working well for most Americans. Dalio cautioned people in, to, in October 2020. Dalio cautioned people not to be blind to China's rise, arguing, arguing that it had continued to emerge as a global superpower. He claimed that China had succeeded in exceptional ways, including high economic performance in spite of the COVID-19 pandemic, some of the lowest COVID-19 case rates, and being the center of half of the all listed initial public offerings globally. Dalio asserted that when he visited China in 1984, high-ranking officials would marvel at basic technologies such as calculators, calling them miracle devices. He argued that China was now on a par with the U.S. in advanced technologies and would probably take the lead in the next five years. Dalio re resides with his wife Barbara and a descendant of sculptor Gertrude Vanderbilt Whitney married in Greenwich, Connecticut. The couple have four sons, Devon, Paul, Matthew, and Mark. Their second son, Paul Dalio, is a film director. Dalio suffered from Barrett's esophagus, a form of gastroesophageal reflux diseases, a pre-malignant condition that, is, that if not treated properly can lead to cancer. Well, this is uh, a short 
overview and review of Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio, by the way, is one of my. I'm a big fan of Ray Dalio and his investment philosophy. He's just, you know, he's a very smart investor, and everything that he does makes sense to me. Yes, so I recommend you guys go to Amazon and grab one of his books, Principles by Ray Dalio. Well, you can go to PDF Drive as well and um, sets for Ray Dalio Principles. Thank you all for listening and see you all in the next episode.